It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. I'm ready for an adventure. I don't know who that was, but he's not well. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know who that was. He was another guy on the ship. He was like he was like a hitchhiker. There's a stowaway? Uh, <laughs> just, you need to check the luggage. Get out. Just this random Scottish but stowaway. But we're still in space. You can't go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goodbye. And there we go. It's done. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy... You were charged with a new mission by Septiva Sanctuavi, survivor and soldier from a long ago time. That mission? Travel beyond the borders of the trade galaxy and into the dangerous depths of the Apelton Empire in search of how the end of the universe had its beginning. We pick up now at the bridge of Yorowal and Mawasek's ship, having just landed in the immense subterranean spaceport of the planet Anatar's Archdelve, chief of its cities and home to its most powerful queen. As the engines begin to tick down, you see a sudden buzz of activity kick off just outside the ship. Long metal arms extend and begin to buff down the hull and check over the engines. You see like a quartet of appeltant workers join the arms, laden with buckets and mops and bandoliers of tools. And on their heels, moving smoothly on six spiny legs, is a towering appeltant soldier, bigger even than Mawasek with an unusual level of ornamentation for her cast. There's a cape trailing from one shoulder, and she wears jeweled knuckle dusters on her clawed hands. Most striking is the face paint, which is similar to that what was worn by Tamal when he took the role of Teresial for the Festival of New Beginnings. Pale blue lines like swept across in like a kind of triangular pattern across her face, with the exception that this soldier has a handprint swiped across her forehead and she passes by the ship's view screen and out of sight, and a few seconds later, a loud buzz sounds throughout the ship. And standing beside Yorowal near the controls, Mawasek looks distant for a second, and then says, A hand has come for you. You would be wise to follow her. I think we should take her advice, guys. Just, nah, just stay and vibe on the ship. It's fine. <laughs> just just go. Um, Lorelei, just trying to look put together. Just goes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, could you all roll me a charisma saving throw? 20! Natural 20. Natural! 21. I got a 14 I, because I rolled a 5, but I get plus 9 to it. 14. Uh, 11. I rolled a 9 and I add plus 2. Corel's vibrating. Okay. Uh, so you approach the airlock of the ship. Because you've, you've actually docked in a proper spaceport cradle, you're able to exit via the airlock, which is on the side of the ship, rather than via like the ground ramp. So you're still in the bridge, and you're just able to go over to the door to the side of the bridge and wait there for a second as it hisses and opens. And you find yourself faced with that same soldier you saw walking past the view screen. She is large, impressive, and very, very cool. 
not radical cool like sick i'm about to go surfboard but like um very cold in her expression very put together and calm and she says over like looking past you at yorawala mawasek she says well met brother sister and welcome to the halls of your cousins and then she says to the rest of you i am ravawek etiata loster primary hand of archqueen anaceta t falcor Mother to us all, she who listens. Welcome to Takol, archdelve of the Apelton Empire. And Ravowek nods at the five of you, pauses for a second on Bugsy, <laughs> and then sweep, like steps to the side and sweeps a hand past herself and says, If you'll follow me, I will take you down to the hatchdelve. As the person with the highest charisma role, I'm going to step up. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to um, do a little bow with my head. Yep. Uh, and be like, thank you very much for your wonderfully courteous welcome. We're very honoured to have been um, welcomed to your home in such in such a wonderful manner. Um, please, please do lead the way. As the person with the lowest charisma role, Karel gives a involuntary snort. <laughs> oh no, no! Karel, we don't want to get into combat already. We literally just got here. Uh, she she notices. Fair enough. Her eyes flick to you for a second, and she lifts and she tilts her head upwards and turns away and starts to kind of scuttle glide away from you at a petally swift pace. I think I lean Gosh, over. Gosh darn it, Karel! I lean over to Karel. I'm like, what was that? That was like a me move. Slip of of the beak. I apologize. <laughs> uh, Ravowek leads you along a sweeping series of narrow balconies and walkways which line this huge cylindrical spaceport cavern uh, and down a few flights of stairs uh, you don't pass any other Apelta in all that time and given how many ships are docked here and how many people must live here I feel like it's definitely apparent that the way has been cleared uh, eventually, you come to a really huge balcony covered in a series of black rings. You know from past experience with the Apelda that these rings would normally be where you find transport discs, which the new colony itself uses back on Rava now. Um, they're like little hockey pucks that levitate and carry you to where you want to go. Right now, there are only two in place, and I would say that, again, this is a clear. this is a sign that the area has been cleared out. Ravowek reaches the nearest of the two transport discs that are waiting for you and steps onto the first one. How big are these discs? Well, Ravowek is a soldier, so I'd say they're about... These are big ones. These are like cargo ones, so maybe okay. 15 feet in diameter. Um, Lorelei steps on the one that Ravowek is on. I, I do as well. Uh, we were wondering if it would be possible to put up the um, the barriers on the, uh, the transport discs. Ravowek slowly looks at you, Crick, and then says, Of course I can put up the barriers. I wasn't expecting warriors such as yourself to require them. It's <laughs> like a burn of the bowling alley or something. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> a bowling alley burn. Only children need barriers. <laughs> oh my god. So with the things, looking at it, would Bugsy be a typefit on... Like, on one with everyone else, also on one. Bugsy could fit on one of these. Okay. I think 
Sherb's going to take Bugsy on to another one? Or like when you say fit on one of these, is in like along with everyone or just by himself? He could fit with some other people. Like Ravawek is bigger than Bugsy. Okay. Sherb's going to get on top of Bugsy um, and kind of ride him onto the other disc. Uh, Bugsy just gets onto the disc, feels it wobble under himself and then immediately like hung, like lays down. Oh, it's okay, buddy. I'm, I am remembering right, right? We did fall off. Yeah, yeah. We yes. fully yeah. Fell, fell yeah. off. You fully did. In our previous adventures. It I, was a time. I have no response to our gracious host. I mean, that was a sick burn. <laughs> it was a sick burn. But I have no response because it's entirely fair. Which disc is Corel getting on? Whichever one Corel thinks will support their weight best. <laughs> yeah, probably the one with Bugsy. Yep. Okay, I'll get on that one as well. Oh. Disc buddies. Yeah. <laughs> we put Corel sheepishly joins in with the fist bump. She <laughs> puts the barrier up. The two discs activate their barriers. Ravawek folds her heart, her, her um, jeweled, knuckle-dusted hands in front of herself and stands annoyingly rock-steady as the disc climbs into the air six feet, ten feet, twenty feet, thirty feet, and then tilts maybe thirty degrees and accelerates dramatically away from the wall of the cavern can I have dexterity saving throws, please? I'm okay. getting anxiety just We've listening to the barriers to up. <laughs> I'm getting anxiety. Yeah, can we have advantage with the barriers up? Yeah, advantage because of the barriers. Yay! You're welcome, guys. 20 and above. 24. 21. 15 to 20? 18 for Lorelei. 10 to 15? 13. Leonie, what did you get? Seven. No! Oh my god. With advantage? Yeah. This oh. is why I put the barriers up. It was me who fell off the disc last time as well. No! Indeed. We might see a repeat performance. No! <laughs> the barriers are up. I'll probably just fall on my ass. Faraday! Oh, Faraday. With a seven, I think that 30 degree turn really takes your feet out from under you. The thing with the these discs, right, is that the new colony may have brought them to New Analu and to Rava, but I would wager that in Rava then they don't do, they, they are not as dramatic as they are in the Empire. <laughs> this is very much like we have millions of people living in close proximity. We don't have time to do five miles an hour and five degree turns. <laughs> it's a hundred miles an hour and 30 degree tilts all the way down, baby. Uh, yeah, Faraday, your feet immediately go out from under you and you fetch up hard against the rail. Um, for a second, the rail flickers and your hands fall through empty air, and then the rail comes back into place again and slams hard on your shoulder, stopping you from falling. Corel helps Faraday just right themselves a bit. Yeah, cl cling on to Corel. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> As the disc descends, the cylinder becomes a funnel, which itself then becomes a relatively narrow shaft, which plummets downwards for about... 200 meters, faster than an express elevator, so your stomachs are in your mouths, and then suddenly you exit this tunnel and enter the delve itself, a cavern you could drop a city into, except it would have nowhere to go because there's already a city here. The cavern is shaped like a funnel but its walls are cut into tiers, like the delve back in New Analu. It's this almost like a mold for a tiered wedding cake. Each tier is crowded with neat rows of sharp-edged dark buildings. There's lots of red and black, 
it's it is like the new colonies delver new analu except 50 times the size much older different styles of building built on top of one another like this is a truly ancient space and the infrastructure is titanic and as you continue your descent into this um, cone and through a honeycomb of bridges connecting the far sides you get your first looks at the appelter of the empire what can i say they don't look any different the only thing that's missing is they don't have the brand like the tattoo that corel bears on their forehead to mark them as being from the new colony these appelter they wear clothes and silks and jewelry and some of them wear paint and some of them have carved designs into their chitin itself. Can I take a perception check? So if these Apeltor were in clothes... That's, that's what the, the new colony is also a nudist colony, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, no! Well, I think what you meant to say was the nudist colony. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Okay, uh, 20 and above. Dirty 20. 29. 15 to 20? 17. 10 to 15. 8. Oh dear. Okay, everyone except Crick, as, this, as the discs plummet together through the heart of the Empire, you realise that your descent is not going unnoticed. Hundreds, even thousands of pairs of eyes are tracking you as you descend through the cavern. There's something eerie about the way they move in unison, and I feel like your skin prickles as you realize with those rolls that the, the Arch Queen herself is following you through hundreds of different pairs of eyes. Down the tiers you go, past homes, past shops, past industry. As you get near the bottom of the delve, you get a glimpse of an odd dark glass pyramid at the edge of the at the edge of the reservoir that forms its base. And then suddenly the disc is stopping dead and then immediately jetting sideways, carrying you through a series of hard light shields which wash over you with like a rush of static and heat until you come to a vast doorway with a triangular profile. And this time the hard light shield is red and the entryway is lined with the Pelton soldiers wearing the same kind of finery as Ravawek. Ravawek pauses for a second and the discs pause with her, throwing you hard up against the railings. And then she nods slightly and the hard light shield disengages and you glide through. Archqueen Aniset Atifalcor is a leviathan. A gargantuan entity whose silver plating looks like thick panels of brushed steel, and whose deep and steady breaths stir the air of her chamber like a budding storm. Her long, serpentine body is arranged in a loose coil, with her tail laying across the ground ahead of your discs, and her head lifted over a hundred feet above. She blinks at you with four enormous scarlet eyes and then bends, the earth trembling around you as she does, until she is close enough that she could snap up all five of you whole. She only stares, but something in all of you still quakes in the fear of a predator. And then beside you, Mawasek stiffens and begins to tremble faintly and says in a very different voice, I hear they call you the heroes of Yentao now. 
That's right, your majesty. Ravelweck lifts one hand, the movement a little bit robotic, and gestures sharply, and the two discs drop to the ground, disengage their railings. And then Ravelweck leaves you and strides towards Anaset's tail, which is thicker than a tree trunk, and stands beside it and turns towards you again. And says, If you have come here seeking the old ones, your journey will be more perilous than you yet know. I bow, and I say, um, Your Majesty, it is a great honour to be in your presence again. And you, of course, are correct. That is our mission, and... We wanted to come before you seeking first your permission and to ask your advice. My permission you have. And above you, Anaset's body tilts its head, the tip of her enormous beak descending towards you with a rush of air until it's only like a couple meters above your head, Crick. Oh, God! That's his internal monologue. Uh, and then she blinks and lets out a laugh that blasts your hair back from your face and makes your ears ring. And she leans away again. And Ravowek says, My permission, you have. My advice, you may also have. But first, tell me something. Of course. The little queen... And this time she looks at you, Corel. Corel looks back and tries to hide the fact that they are vibrating at a very high frequency. <laughs> I'm going to have her roll insight. Can I roll deception? <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, that's a 30. She tilts her head sideways for a moment, Corel, so she can examine you with both of her right eyes. And then she leans away, seemingly satisfied by your demeanor. That little queen you have, Sanset, is she well? She thrives, Anaset. She does. How much longer, do you think? I don't see an end in sight. I used to see beginnings. Ooh! She nods and then says, I hope you are right, but... I fear you're going to learn a hard lesson. You have come seeking the old ones. Yes. I know where your journey should take you. And Ravowick blinks for a second, and you can kind of tell that she's been given a moment just to breathe for herself. And then she stiffens again. Once a century, a queen will lay another queen. She will look the same as her siblings at first, blind and soft-shelled and speechless. But that soon changes. They grow up while she grows wilder. By her tenth year, she is a monstrous being, a creature of mindless hunger and boundless strength, a danger to the colony that hatched her. Once containing her becomes impossible, she is driven into the deep, and the way is sealed behind her. That is the way it has always been done in the Empire. It is an old way. I do not say if it is good or bad, 
only that we know no other. Anatar's earth is riddled with digways and caverns that run across the entire globe. The first three kilometers of the sur of below the surface are occupied by the modern delves. The rest, most Apelta know of the old ways into which we send our queens, but very few know the true extent of them. Fewer still know that we did not make them. Do you know who did? We simply call them the old ones. Understand, the last time I was in the old ways, I was a child myself. I remember blurry images, and there are no Apelta down in the caverns whom I can look through. There are only other queens there. Remind me, Anaset. How old is the Empire? <laughs> the Empire has existed for close to 5,000 years, Corel. And at all that time, there is no queen who has sought some way to return down there to, f to find out a little bit more. The old ways are full of my ravenous sisters, daughters, and nieces. Who would you have me send? I just assumed the Empire had must have greater imagination. As they say that Corel, not taking their helmet off, but momentarily deactivates it. And as they're deactivated, they're going to think very hard about their interaction with Sanset before they left. You feel it like heat rushing in when you open the curtains on a sweltering day. Her presence is immediately around you, Corel. She doesn't grip you. She simply is. And you know that she will have seen whatever you projected. That is that is all Corel is trying to put out there. That is their mind is focused on that memory. She rears back a little. It is not a question of imagination, Corel. The Empire has always been about survival. For the longest time we have been fixated on the biggest problem and forgotten many smaller ones. This is a flaw. But it is also to say that we did not know that the old ways were linked to the beginning of the end. We have only learnt this through you. To us, the old ways were a curiosity, a sentient people that had come before. That is interesting. Yes, and it is a missed opportunity, perhaps. But safe, empty space... Is a rarity on Anatar. Sometimes we have to be utilitarian about what we have. So, Your Majesty, obviously this is going to be very dangerous. What recommendations would you have for when we come upon these other queens? Obviously we don't want to hurt them. I would ask that you remember that they are children. It is something that we Apelta too often forget. But also remember that your own safety is important too. They can see in darkness. They can hear your heartbeat and smell your blood. If you are asking for weaknesses or deterrence, I can only think facing them with something they have not experienced might stall them for a moment. 
but the only thing they will truly be afraid of is a larger queen. That is instinctive. Have they ever seen daylight? And she laughs at that, Lorelei, and she says, Little Araswati, I have never seen daylight. Don't awe her. That's so sad. That is helpful. Maybe um, effectively stun grenade them. As an option, yes. I would like to use message to message Lorelei. Mm-hmm. Mentioning Teresial, yay or nay? Go for it. Probably only going to meet her once. He's your god. Um, I guess Lorelei walks up and is like, Your Majesty, along with what has been and the end of things, come those that have become gods. And whilst many of the gods we have come across are of the species that came before, there is one who is not, an Apelton suitor. She stills. And it's like the world stills with her. Lorelei just raises her hands to show off the marks. I understand that he was very important to you. I have not met him. I have simply seen apparitions. He is known as the one who guides. If it is not too painful for you, could you tell us something about him? They call me wise for listening to him. When the truth is that he was brave enough to demand that I do. He was good and he was fierce and he made the world change. He made me better. He who guides. I like that. It fits him. I do not pretend to understand how he is linked to all of this. He passed from this world long ago. And her voice breaks a little through um, Ravowak, and she says, long ago. But... I hope that he was all right. I do not know the details, but I know he lasted right up until the end. He fought in it, then? He fought to save everything? He did. Maybe not on the front lines, but in his own way. Can I do a a vibe check? AKA with my necklace. Yes, you can use your pick to sense Anaset's emotions. Yeah, like, do I need to check or can I just be like... Vroom? It's a passive ability. Okay, yeah. As long as you haven't exhausted the pick's power for the day, it's kind of a, pa- a passive ability. Okay, yeah. I'll try and, like, hone in on how, how she's doing just now. You feel drowned by it. Slurp. Oh, God. <laughs> Heartbreak. Even after all these years. Heartbreak. Before you descend, please take the time to acquire anything you might need. Think hard 
Take what, take as much as you can. And be careful. The last non-appelter to tread those roads was very lucky indeed not to lose his life there. Who was that? Shomu the warrior. Yeah, Corel can't even tend to play it cool on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any environmental hazards we should be aware of? Obviously, there's queen babies. You've given us a pretty good lowdown on those, but is there any, like, falling rocks or, like, spike traps? I don't know. Little sight. I am 3,000 years old. And a queen leaves the old ways at the turn of her first century. The world will have changed since I was there. But the Archdelve is open to you. Take what you need. Your Majesty, thank you so much for your time and hospitality. And I hope that we showed you the proper respect. I don't care about respect. Corel? Aniset? You remind me of him. <gasps> Go well into the dark. Corel understands the weight of that, and indeed gives a slightly exaggerated bow. With that, you guys are free to prepare for your descent into the old ways. What kind of preparations do you want to make? So, you know, do they have the big glow sticks like when people go spelunking? Like they'll crack a big glow stick, kind of throw it into a hole just to see how deep it is so you can see the bottom. Yeah, I would say, yeah, they have um, little round, slightly squishy jelly bags almost. They have like the texture of like a boba tea bubble. They're red and they have this dark red glow, like the lamps around the delve itself. Like seem they seem to be filled with the same liquid, but yes, they do have those. Okay, I'll take a whole bunch of those. Um, cool. They're about big enough that you have to hold them with both hands, so I think you're probably going to be limited in how many you can take. We have Bugsy to help carry stuff. Yeah, you could fully get some bags for Bugsy, I guess. That makes sense to me. Bugsy panniers. We buy some panniers for Bugsy so he can carry some of our stuff. This is all free. Okay. okay. She has opened the delve to you. Okay, right. We get those for Bugsy. And how many do you think we need of like the orb things? Like five, ten? Ten? Okay. To clarify for my sake, you've gotten a set of saddlebags basically for Bugsy. Yes. One bag is entirely full with these depth testers. Uh, what else are you taking? Do you think we can find anything like a flash grenade? That's a good shout. Okay, I think what they will do is they will adapt some pest deterrents for some of like the other invertebrates that live on, under Anatar's surface. You know like how they have um, electric prods for sharks? Mm. Like when you go swimming? I think they have a couple of those that have like a luminescent bulb at the end and they can set off a few flashes before they need a charge. Let's say... Four. Okay, I'll take those. I'm gonna alter my spells as well. I think you might also be able to take it. Is the spell daylight? Already got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's your choice when you want to descend. So this can all take a couple days if you want to, for like, depending on how much you want to prepare, which mm. I would thoroughly encourage prepare as much as you can. Um, spider climb might also be useful. Spider climb, uh, a disc. 
a levitation disc a levitation disc i'm aware that one that is big enough to carry all of us might not fit in all the tunnels so an individual one each and then one that will fit up and bugsy okay a little five foot disc each and bugsy he's gonna need a 10 foot disc all of them fitted with railings i will say they will warn you that the discs rely on a kind of hive mind AI. So when you get to beyond a certain depth, they may not be able to navigate. And then for beyond that, I guess, because we're a wide variety of shapes and sizes, some custom made climbing kit. A climbing kit like... Um... Ropes, carabiners, belaying stuff. Um, Pitons. Yeah. Crampon. Piton, that's the word, crampon. <laughs> Crampons do what? They're the spiky things you put on your shoes. Yeah, you can get climbing gear. I would say that that would give you either advantage or a plus to when you're making like athletics checks related to climbing. Mm -hmm. Garel would like to get some Apelta rations for the journey just to see what food's like here at the Empire. An incredible variety of invertebrate lava. Ooh. They they treat it kind of like M&Ms here. They're small, portable, dried, and come in a wide assortment of colours and flavours. I buy a variety and mix it together into a sort of invertebrate gorp. <laughs> mm. Like trail they, mix. Uh, does it say on the packages it says B&Bs? <laughs> bugs and bugs. Bugs and bugs. Bugs and bugs. It can do, yeah, sure. B&Bs, bugs and bugs. Um, so um, my first thought was uh, dynamite. Oh. Explosives, not to use oh on the, God. not to use on the queens. Well, by clearing passages, but to clear passages to deal with to deal with any blockages, any collapses. We should just, we should just get some rope, just a just a bunch of rope. Your rope. I would like to buy potions, please. Mm. Okay, so what sight things do they have for for healing? Well, we I've I've got I've written them down as healing nanites, which I think yeah. is the terminology yes, page wants us to use. So yeah. you have nanite potions which you ingest which are for organics and nanite gels which are for sites. Nanite gels are really readily available in the empire, much more so than else and then in the trade galaxy because the empire does not give a shit about AIs. Okay, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a bunch of those for me. I think I've got two at the moment. So I'll get another like five or something. I would like to buy something that makes a lot of noise. So something we can use as a distraction. Maybe like something that they can use as a toy because they baby. Oh, like a rattle. <gasps> what about what about those big rattle balls like with bells inside? That's what I was like the the, the like the footballs they have for um, blind footballers, Leary. like full of jangles, mm. so you can hear them. That's cute. You're breaking my heart. Well, I wasn't trying to. I just meant in terms of like dogs squeaky toys okay. i expect them to tear through them very quickly but it yeah. will give us like okay yeah you can get some rattly balls they also have a slightly more extreme equivalent where you can get like you know like firecrackers yeah they, they also have those because they do love a good firework in the empire do the queen prefer live food just heard some cattle down there <laughs> Just a bag full of. Corel's going to tie up a cup, some of some of their invertebrate stuff into little bags to throw at potential distractions. Yeah, I'll take some. I'll take some more supplies that would have been for Bugsy, but I will also take some that are more designed for people. I guess people food, but for queens. Cool. How do you store it? Is it raw meat? The ones you get for the queens are probably a bit more oozy. Yes. Oozy. Can I ask for like some wax paper with those? I don't know. Cool. cool, cool. Is okay. Cool. Stop. They're they're, they're gonna come and 
smell it and come and get us. Oh, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. No, don't worry about. No, it. Well, now we, I'm not we, doing it. Yeah, we we only yeah, no. we only want food with as minimal smell as possible. Yes. I so mean the, Tupperware. I like. I know we live in the future, but Tupperware is still a thing. Well, Tupperware s- s- seal the smell away. Yeah, that's what they use when they go camping in the US, right? They like Tupperware things. They top top. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got some of that. Then I asked for some high techage pelted Tupperware. Yeah, it's like metal and makes a hissing noise when you pop the lid. Oh, that's so sick. Um, yeah, I get. I don't know, like five things of that. I don't know that I could just kind of yank the lid off and just yeet five. <laughs> Oozing haunches. Disgusting. Corel just sniffs the air when you come back with them. Uh, 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 no, these, these are for monsters. Not for you, Corel. Monster food. Fair enough. They go back to their gorp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Stop, just, the stop no. that. You've eaten like three bags it's already. It's so good. <laughs> Should we have a hero's feast just before we go? Oh, yes. Have a what? Okay, so, Hero's Feast. You bring forth a great feast, including magnificent food and drink. The feast takes one hour to consume and disappears at the end of that time. The beneficial effects don't set in until this hour is over. Up to 12 creatures can partake of the feast. A creature that partakes of the feast gains several benefits. The creature is cured of all diseases and poisons, becomes immune to poison and being frightened, makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage its hit point maximum also increases by 2d10 and it gains the same number of hit points these benefits last for 24 hours so we could cast it then sleep then we'd still have 16 hours left that sounds like a good idea down at the base of the delve there is a garden that dark pyramid you glimpsed as you were rushing to see anaset it contains a garden and when you enter it it's like being transported to another world all of the hustle and bustle and noise of the delve is instantly gone replaced by a profound and slightly unnerving silence the dry hard-packed earth erupts with lively and lovely things Glossy black ferns, flowers with beak-like trumpets, vines whose stems pulse with beads of orange and yellow light. The ruler-straight concrete walkways break up into meandering trails paved by irregularly sized stepping stones. Small invertebrates flash in the air and clatter past your faces on jewel-bright wings. And at the centre of it all, meticulously maintained and beautifully carved, is a statue standing over a small patch of earth. The earth where you can have your hero's feast. The statue is of a suitor, perhaps five and a half feet tall, standing on a simple plinth, his serious expression broken in the most delicate way by the tiniest quirk of one of his forebrows. He wears no red cloak and carries no silver trident, but is still unmistakably Teresial. Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Wide Wanderer. 
Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you can support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.